everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're so excited today. We have one of our favorite guests, one of our earliest guests. We have the dashing and handsome Mr. Paul Campbell is here. Thank you so much for joining us, Paul. Dashing and handsome? Yes. I will take both of those things. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so, I think this is my third time being on the podcast. I'm so excited yeah. to be here. Thanks for having me. You're a rare third timer. It's pretty exciting. I know. Triple, uh, third time's a charm. Is that you were, after the first two disasters, you were hoping I could step it up and <laughs> pull up my socks a little bit. <laughs> and we also have Lisa here. Hey, guys. Yes. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Welcome. Lisa, how big of a Paul Campbell fan, from one to ten, would you say that you are? Well, I mean, obviously, I'm going to say 11 because he's here with us. Duh. Imagine I'm not for a second. Imagine I step away briefly to get a glass of water, and, and you know that, that I will never listen back to this podcast. What would you say? Um, it's still probably 11, and I'll tell you why. Since you're here, I'll tell you why, okay? Um, sure. My favorite is actors that come across very natural and you just can tell that they're just super having a great time and that's pretty much why i love your movies i see it and i feel it and i appreciate it so there thank you because i am always just having a great time and so things do come naturally that's a good read yeah. on me that's well that you know some people have problems with dialogue they're more you know with expression and some people you know can't really pull off both but you know, and everything that I've seen you in, I mean, it just seems like it just comes naturally. And sometimes I'm like, yeah. dang, he's just really good. And that's kind of irritating. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <It's not> irritating. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. That's not the first time I've heard that. You don't have to pull any punches with me here. <laughs> um. Lisa, do you have a favorite Paul Campbell role? Oh, yeah. Duh. Don't we all? Um, surprised <laughs> by love. Hello. That's mine too. Uh, Most people don't say that. Well, interesting. I feel like I, and I wonder what it is about that particular movie and that particular character because the, the that was the second film that I did with Hallmark after Window Wonderland, and Window Wonderland was a very similar energy to that character. He was cheeky and kind of silly, but everybody seems to go. Everybody seems to say "Surprised by Love" is their favorite. Um, character and I wonder what it is maybe it was just the wardrobe or maybe I had better hair <laughs> stylists in that one no I I just I don't know I think it was just the character itself it was just you know everything you you did wasn't like even though the whole thing in the in the movie um, you know it's one big lie it still wasn't vengeful it wasn't like there was no like terrible like you know like villain or anything it was just really fun and of course and i will say this my, one of my favorite scenes in all of hallmark is in that movie and it's just that walk you take with tim conway i just love it and so i think maybe that i'm a little biased because of that but yeah i just i don't know the whole movie is just really cute that was one of my favorite scenes to film by the way really in my career yeah obviously it was tim conway and that was um there's something yeah. about just walking beside somebody and talking to them that's so relaxing and so organic feeling and to just be able to settle into the moment with tim conway when he's not trying to be funny and you know he's naturally impossibly funny anyway he just, right <laughs> he just blinks and you laugh but <laughs> but it was like there was no bit there was no comedy it was just walking with tim conway and it yeah. definitely struck me more than a few times how extraordinarily blessed i was to have found myself there in that moment yeah yeah i, I love him in that movie and there's just a lot of funny scenes and i feel like hallmark has stepped away from being like out outright funny you know yeah lately and so yeah. i like that and i just i love hillary she's the best <laughs> it was a perfect storm it was a perfect like all the pieces in that movie were so great it was such a great script and everything yeah it was um I think that's a good choice. If you're going to have to pick a role, man, I think I, I will. Uh, I'm not going to argue with you. All right. Good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I All right. <laughs> well, last time we talked to you was before Godwinks. We had you and Kimberly Sested on the same program, which was amazing. It was chaos. <laughs> yeah, it was chaos, <laughs> but it was great. 
And so we want to ask, how was your holidays? Feels how like was my Christmas yeah. holiday? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't talked to you um, since. Oh my gosh. I have to think back. It was sub 40. So man, I was still in my thirties <laughs> then. Um, my holidays were great. It's always a little bit, uh, it's always a little bit wild around the holidays because I have family here. My wife's family's in Alberta. So we're always bouncing around and uh, we were in Alberta with our son experiencing like just frigid, frigid temperatures and lots of snow. So it was great. We were, we were def- we definitely got our snowy Christmas. Um, mm. And then New Year's, oh man, I can't even remember. I think we had a party. We had a party at our house. It was great. It was a really, the holidays is like two weeks of just nonstop stuff for me. So as much as I love it, I also really appreciate uh, January 1st and 2nd and just kind of like winding down and taking yeah. a bit of a holiday from my holidays. Yeah, the holidays are a bit busy for us as well. <laughs> oh my gosh. How, how did you feel when, when Hallmark announced they were they were adding 8 million Christmas movies to their normal schedule this year. Like, what are they? I think they're doing 40, 40. original. 40. Yeah, that's, that's wild. One yeah. for each year you've been alive. And I just went in a yeah. dark room and just sat there and just stared. I was like, Stared okay. at the wall? Yeah. I was like, all right. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. Last year, I watched and reviewed, including all the different channels, Netflix and everything, 85 Christmas movies. New Christmas movies. And I think that this year is going to kill me. I think it's going to be death by Christmas movies. That'll just be it. Yeah. But maybe they'll send a nice bouquet. Hallmark. I don't know. Maybe they'll send like an acupuncturist or something to just yeah. like de-stress you. They should. Um, yeah. They should just get you like an IV drip, so you don't even have to get up and make food. You just get an You just sit in your chair. Just get it in like four straight days. Just watch everything, and then you just get it out of the way. They'll feed you. They'll pamper you, and then you can just do it. And then you can just move on with things. You know, that's <laughs> all consuming. I don't even know your dedication to watching and reviewing these movies is otherworldly. Yeah, it's been pretty amazing. Some kind of world record for watching Christmas movies. You know what I'm You'd saying? It. Like, I support you. <laughs> Gotta look into that. Uh, um, I feel like <laughs> I think there is. I think it's. I think your name is on it. You've said it. <laughs> Nobody else has done what you've done. <laughs> well, surprisingly, you mean you have like you have ones that do a whole episode for each Hallmark movie, mm-hmm. and aside from like maybe the Hall of Fames, or I just don't feel like there's enough meat on the bone in these movies to do a whole episode. Uh, but I mean, that did amaze me when some some of the other podcasts that they not only covered all of them, but they did a whole episode <laughs> on every movie. But we did all the movies. Nobody else did. Nobody else covered Lifetime and Netflix. And I mean, poor our, our other co-host, Amy, she's a college student. And so she was watching Lifetime movies uh, and and Up movie, all the other movies. She was watching them in the hallways, like all the time in between classes. Like, I mean, so she was amazing too. Everybody, it was it was a group effort. She uh, flunked and, out of uh, school, but yeah. you know, it was worth it. I think in the end because she watched all those movies. Her Christmas spirit had never shone brighter. Exactly. Yeah. Um, she can throw I- one hell of a cookie crawl now. She's got it down. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me ask you this because it seems like with Hallmark's growth, incredible growth, it seems like it's getting pretty competitive out there for podcasts and for bloggers and for interviewers. Are you feeling that? Is it competitive or is, is it kind of one big happy family? Everybody knows each other and and lifts each other up. How does that work? Well, I think there's always that competition. And off the record, off the record. Off the record. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not recording. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that there's a place for everybody. And, you know, we all kind of approach it slightly differently. Uh, you have the Dexa Hallmark guys who are more sort of more comedy based and, you know, not as big a fans of the movies. Um, oh, I don't even yeah, know these guys. Yeah, they, they hit off big last year. So that was exciting for them. And then you've got like Bubbly Sesh who are now working with Hallmark and that's great. And uh, so, yeah, you know, we're, we're kind of, we, we, I mean, we'd love to join the full-time bandwagon. So if any sponsors are listening, <laughs> I'm sure they're all listening. Email. They tune in when, I, when my name shows up. The sponsors tune in. So sponsors, yeah, that's right. 
because you're listening, listen closer. Yeah. Uh, but I figure a rising tide uh, raises all ships. So it's exactly. all good. Somebody exactly. else's podcast is doing good. That's going to help us. We're I doing good. Hopefully it helps them a little bit. Yeah. I think it's amazing. I think it's a great, you know, a lot of people have been watching these movies for so long and there is a lot of content out there. And I really appreciate the fact that so many people be can be creative with this on their own. And so, yeah, you know, I mean, of course there's always natural competition in anything, but I don't know. I really like um, the bubbly chefs gals. They're like super sweet. So I'm excited for them and their new venture. And I don't know. I just, I like, I like hearing different perspectives because everybody brings their own, like Rachel said, everybody brings their own to it. So it's fun. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting, and I, I I think that's kind of what I sense because I see particularly on Twitter, I see everybody sort of chatting back and forth and supporting one another. But um, it also I can imagine it's a pretty crowded space when there's there's everybody sort of vying for you know the attention of actors and writers and directors. And I think that the nice <laughs> thing about the Hallmark people in the in the Hallmark circle is that almost everybody without exception is so happy to sit down and talk with pretty much anybody about what they're working on and sort of celebrate this thing that everybody gets to be a part of because it really is unique as far as I know in the entire TV industry I, I have never encountered anything like the family that Hallmark has created with their with their movies uh, and their TV shows, like with their yeah. all of their events and just the camaraderie amongst everybody, you know, everybody knows each other. We all hang out. We're all like, it, you yeah. know, it's a, I just don't know where else you find that. It's, I think, and you talk to anybody that has spent a little time working with Hallmark and nobody has a bad thing to say. And everybody is so grateful um, to be part of it. I certainly am. Yeah, and because you guys all like when when things come out like the TCAs or like the you know any industry event, and they show you guys like in different photos and different promo shoots, you all look like you are all having so much fun, just because you all kind of know each other. And it's its own little universe, and I also like am appreciate. And I don't know if this is true, so maybe you can kind of lay it straight. Um, but it seems like. Once you get in the door at Hallmark, they're more than willing to like, oh, you want to try this avenue of it? You don't necessarily want to be in front of the camera? Okay, yeah, let's, we can get you starting producing or directing or writing. And they're kind of open to all that. So I think that's amazing how they kind of open up avenues and opportunities across the board. Now, I don't know if that's true, but that's what it seems like as an outside observer. I think there's a bit of that. It's I wouldn't say it's easy to do. I have... Right. Um, I think I got really lucky the first time I sold a project to them and uh, it just happened to be an idea that they really liked and the timing was perfect. And I went, oh, this is really easy. I can do it again. <laughs> and it took me 10 pitches, 10 like, and, and those pitches are thoroughly fleshed out ideas. Yeah. They're, you know, I mean, I put a lot of work in 10 pitches before I sold another project to them for development. But even then, being hired on as a writer, as a director, you really do have to prove yourself. I think it's not necessarily a training ground for people, but they are always looking for good ideas. And what they, they're really, really consistent with is just working with people that they know and that they've come to like and that they've, they've worked mm -hmm. with in the past. So now mm -hmm. once you're kind of you know in the door a little bit and you've spent some time working with them, it's easy to develop a lot of relationships. And then if you happen to be good at writing or it looks like you have uh, some skills as a director, then I think maybe they would consider it. But I wouldn't be able to go to them and say, hey, look, you know, I was thinking I'd like to learn, I'd like to direct a movie. They'd be like, get out of here. You're not directing a movie. I'll give you two and a half million dollars to make this thing. But if I can hand them a script that I wrote, and say, look, I can actually write a script. Read the first 10 pages and see what you think. And they read it and they go, right. oh, this is a real script. You can actually write a script. Yes, we will hire, you know, we will That's buy awesome. this from you. Or we, yeah. it, it works that way. You still definitely have to prove yourself. But I think right. what gets easier is the access. You, you right. develop those relationships with producers and, and they really strive to work with people they've worked with um, and build like kind of like an old fashioned studio system, like an old fashioned yeah. star system within the network. So that's awesome. So yeah. does that mean you're working on scripts for Hallmark and that we're going to yeah, see? Yeah, I, I, um, I am actually. Hmm. I, I, uh, 
Well, Kimberly Sussman and I wrote a script that we we um, pitched as a Christmas movie. It's very sweet, and um, it's been sitting over there for about four months. They are so inundated with scripts and pitches and ideas and just the stuff they're working on that uh, you have to keep reminding them and reminding them to read stuff. But it is over there, and it's very lovely, and we'd like to get that made for next Christmas if possible. Um, and then I'm just finished um, putting together a deal to write to co-write a project for next summer that's based on a uh, book series, based on mm. a series of books, which I will not disclose at this time. But I'm working with a director friend of mine, and we'll co-write the script, and then uh, and then hopefully I will star in it if it's mm-hmm. if the timing is right. So there's you know, and then I have two or three other projects um, that I'm just writing on spec on my own because I love writing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think they're good ideas, and it's fun for me to be able to turn in a script and say, you know, if you want to yeah, buy yeah. this, here's. Because I know script. even someone like Nina has way more, you know, pitches that she sends out than are, you know, even someone like her that's, you know, a pro doesn't get everything that she pitches accepted. So it's yeah, it's a process. You know, what happens a lot of time too is you're often working on developing an idea that somebody else is developing at the same time, and you go into pitch. And they've just heard that pitch a month before mm-hmm. and it's in contention. You know, someone right. like Nina, at least when she pitches an idea, they know that if they say, all right, we're going to develop this, that she will be able to turn in a script that is essentially shootable from right. day one, as opposed to somebody like myself, who, who they don't really know very well as a writer. Uh, if I if I turn in a draft, it it may have to go through multiple rewrites before they're happy because they're very very hands on with all of their scripts. I mean, to the to the letter, they're, yeah, they're going over these things. Well, but what we try to do on the podcast that I think maybe se- separates us. Well, first of all, we're the only ones that cover the TV shows the way that we do. The only mm. podcast, so I think that that's something we do different. And then also. I like to think, because I am a film critic, I am on Rotten Tomatoes, I watch movies, I critique movies, and I like to think that we bring a little bit of critical analysis to this whole discussion. Like, we're not, we're not necessarily critiquing them, but we are saying the pros, the cons, things we like, things we think could be, could be better, and I think that that's something that interests me. Like, I'm not interested in just sort of providing fluffy reviews. That's not... Yeah, just gushing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> And, yeah, no, of course. and I know that some people, you know, it's hard for them to, to hear. I mean, and I get it if you worked really hard on a project. So that's why we still try to keep it fun and keep it light and not say anything personal because everyone's just trying to make entertainment. And, <laughs> and so it's yeah. not, it's not personal. You know, we're just trying to, I think that, that the Hallmark movies are better if there's some kind of critical analysis, if it's just like, if it's just a love fest, then you end up getting nothing but the Star Wars prequels, which were no good. You need that critical analysis to get better stuff. And, yeah. and otherwise they just think, oh, people like this. Then yeah. So that's kind of what I like to try to think. So what's your, okay, then, all right. Then I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, okay. You watched Last Bridesmaid. Yes. Give, yes. Me, uh, give, give me three things that you thought were very strong in the film. You don't have to mention the acting performance. There's just three things in general you thought were very okay. strong. And then Good. three things, three things that you I thought think. maybe um, we could work on or could, could have been done, handled better or been done better. Okay. Three and three. I don't know if I have three negatives. I really enjoyed it. It's actually my top five for this year so far from Hallmark. Wow. Um, I, I really thought the chemistry was great. Uh, between you and Rachel. That was really good. I really enjoyed Jeremy Gilbert's character because he wasn't just like a boring wrong guy. Like he was, he wasn't even a wrong guy. He was just kind of a guy that she could talk to. Yeah. (laughs) He was, he was supposed to be, they pushed really hard to make sure that he was a threat, that he was like a guy that would also be a great choice. That was a big discussion. So I'm glad you noticed that because um, he did. They were like, play it as if, you know, she, she really could choose this guy, you know? Yeah. As opposed to being that smarmy kind of, uh, you know, clearly. Right. Anyway, that was a good, yeah. yeah. And he he did such a great job. I liked that a lot. And I, I thought that it was just really sweet. And I thought Nina's dialogue was great. She did a great job with the dialogue. Oh, for once. 
for one she got the title of that. <laughs> Those were, would be my top three. Okay. And really the only thing that I, I could have maybe seen is I think the pacing could have been a little tighter. There was a lot of scenes with like planning and just talking about planning stuff and, and that like it could have just been like a little tighter. And I, cause I could picture somebody that's not really into these movies. Like I bet you now I'm watching these movies because over there on deck, the Hallmark podcast, there's a guy they call grumpy Dan and he just hates okay. all these movies. So I always sure. try to think what is grumpy Dan going to say? And I bet the grumpy Dan will say <laughs> that he thought the movie is a little boring. I didn't think it was boring because I like romantic comedies and I right. like these kind of movies, but I think maybe the pacing could have been a little tighter. That would be my only real. Otherwise I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really sweet. I loved the ending. It was really good. It was a nice ending kind of kiss and that whole thing. And, and we'll talk about it more in the rest of the interview, but I really enjoyed it. Okay. All right. I, I like your, um, I like your take. I like your take. I could get on board with all those things. Okay. Good. <laughs> You're hired. Yeah. <laughs> Stressful. All right. But yeah, no, that's what we try. We try to do. Um, okay. But let's, let's talk about Godwink first. Sure. Yes. Sure. Okay. So Godwink Christmas, how did you feel about it? Did you feel like it turned out the way that you had envisioned as you were filming it? It turned out exactly as I had envisioned it. Godwink is a little different because it was the first movie that I'd done for Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. So um, I think both Kim and I had gone into it thinking that it was a romantic comedy because every other movie that we had done for Hallmark was a romantic comedy. And when you're in the mindset that you're going to try and make things funny and you're like, well, this isn't really funny. There's no jokes. What are we supposed to do with this? And then day one of filming, someone's like, this is not a romantic comedy. This is just a straightforward, Trauma. sweet Christmas. You're like, oh, <laughs> I can stop. You can just tear up my notes on all these little joke add-ins because that's not what we're doing. So it definitely changes for me, even just the pacing, everything changed. And I, and I thought it turned out really sweet. I think we tried to service the, the story of the real Gary and Paula the best we could. And um, I thought the performances across the board were good. I thought it looked beautiful. I thought Kathy Lee was delightful. I thought, yeah, I just, I was, I was very happy with it. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, that movie's so fun. It was just a really sweet kind of organic feeling movie. That was my take on it. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. It was in my top 10 of Christmas last year. So I really enjoyed it. And I thought you guys had really nice chemistry. And it seemed like you and Kimberly, but also you and Giles Panton also became pretty good friends. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's impossible not to become friends with these people. You spend three weeks with people just hanging out and everybody's good people. You definitely become friends. I have, uh, Kimberly and I have definitely become better friends than Giles. I haven't seen Giles. Uh, I've seen him a couple times since we wrapped, but um, Kimberly uh, and her husband live not too far from where my wife and I live, and they have a couple little kids. So mm -hmm. we've had play dates with them. And um, I, actually, on my birthday last Saturday, my wife and I uh, were over at their house for a big party for. Kimberly's husband, because it was his birthday earlier in the week. So my, I went over for my 40th birthday and crashed his birthday party. And we went with uh, Preston Vanderslice, who you probably also know. Oh, and yeah. And his lady. It was just uh, it was a, big, it was a big Hallmark fest up in there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're, you know, and we also wrote a script together. So we put in a lot of time developing that. And uh, I think that's what we were doing the last time. When we were on the podcast, I was over there to work on the script. So... Yeah. Oh, really? We, um, yeah, we get along great. We've interviewed Giles, we've interviewed Kimberly, and we have interviewed Preston, and we loved all three of them. They're amazing. I get so. it, you know? I mean, I know what you're saying. <laughs> They're all great people. They're all just like normal. They're all Canadian, first of all, so yeah. um, need I say more. But yeah, they're all just like great, normal, down-to-earth people who happen to be very good at what they do. Have you seen the Toy Story 4 yet? No, is it fantastic? It's so good. And the 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 um Keanu Reeves character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's his it's Dusty Kaboom, I think his name is. Anyway, he's Canadian. <laughs> thinking, like whenever there's it's like instead of saying can whenever he's talking, he says Canada. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to see it now. That's really funny. It's so good. Um I do have one serious question about Godwinks, if you don't mind. Godwinks. I don't mind. 
how did it like how did you prepare in order you know your big because yes this wasn't a comedy but you did have a big manly wood chopping scene so right. that was pretty intense yeah how did i prep for that yeah, yeah. i mean i know you're uh, doing bodyguard work on the side i saw you you've seen rocky this. right you've seen rocky yes have you seen yes. rocky four the one where he goes out in the snow and he's got like that yoke across his back and he's like, uh, running through the woods and stuff yeah yeah so it's nothing like that <laughs> um, i'll say this i i'm a uh, building contractor as well as uh, an actor and father so i have uh since i was like 15 i've been swinging sledgehammers and hammers and axes and lumber i, I just this is this is what i do and you know it's funny because in uh like I actually have a contracting company. I do full remodels and stuff. And when we were filming Once Upon a Holiday, he's a builder in the movie. And there's a scene where the female is supposed to come in, and he's and uh, my character's using a circular saw. And they were like so scared to let me actually use the saw. And they're like, the guy came over and he's like, I'm going to show you all the safety features. And I actually he started to use it. I'm like, actually, hey man, you're about to cut your thumb off. You actually have to have your hand. Like I showed the guy how to use the saw. Yeah. Um and on and then on this one, they did not want to let me chop the wood for real. Oh, so and I was like, guys, just trust me, I can chop the wood. You're like, I've done this many this ain't I'm my like, first rodeo. Okay. I'm like, this is not my first rodeo. And then I <laughs> and then I got up on the horse and I was immediately bucked <laughs> off the horse. And I was like, just kidding, this is my first rodeo. <laughs> um so they said as they were like, I chose my piece of wood and they had all these plexiglass shields set up around the oh camera. My gosh. And they had a medic standing by in case the axe deflected and hit my leg. Oh my and then God. I split both the logs in half. I was like, like, all right, listen. <laughs> and I was like, I am so masculine. I am so <laughs> intensely masculine and strong. You can't, you well, might just, even have to yeah. dial this back. It, it, right. might not, it might be too much for this movie. Like a full beard just shot out on you and like all of a sudden you were covered in flannel. Rippling through my shirt. They had to put four shirts on me just to conceal my intercostal muscles, which are just glistening too. I don't even know why. Because it was the big last year, countdown to Christmas, the big thing was the sexy sexy wood chopping. Like you and Niall Mater really nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got an axe to grind with him about that too, by the way. <laughs> he looks better than I did. Um, wonder what the, the big thing will be this. <laughs> they might not go with something as, as as masculine this time. Maybe it'll be like all the sexy cookie baking or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Chances are it probably will be. Niall will crush yeah. me in that again too. He, just, he stirs <laughs> dough so sensually. Yeah, <laughs> no one can he, beat Nile in a stir off. He, he was great in Christmas Pen Pals on Lifetime. That was yeah. such a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to know a funny thing? Do now that we're talking about Nile Do you want to know uh, this? So this happened recently. So there's a the Leo Awards is in Vancouver, oh, and it's uh-huh. basically it's an awards ceremony celebrating actors in the West Coast of Canada, and Nile and I. We're the only two people nominated as leads in a TV movie. I was nominated for Godwink, and he was nominated for like Frozen in Love, I think, one of his uh-huh. movies. Yeah. So there, we were the only two people in the category. We were the only two actors nominated in a category where, in every other category, there was like five or six people. Oh my gosh! And uh, I was in Los Angeles, and I couldn't come back for the ceremony. And I said, "Hey." If I win, will you read my acceptance speech? <laughs> and so I wrote him, I wrote a really, really ridiculous acceptance speech, the majority of which was just him taking a dump on himself, basically, like making fun of himself for losing yeah, uh, and celebrating my win. And he ended up winning the award, so he didn't get to read the speech. But we did go head to head for this thing, and he, he beat me for his performance. Um, <sighs> Oh, it's almost man. like it's okay if you're in a pool of four or five people, but when there's just one other person, it's almost like they've just walked up to you and slapped you in the face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 
I mean, it's like, I mean, I know it's not the exact same because it's not an award, but when I run 5Ks, when they're really large and they're like, you know, hundreds of people, yeah, I can hang out in the back and nobody really notices. But sometimes I'll roll up the 5Ks and there's like 20 people racing and people <laughs> definitely notice when you're the last one over there. And they're like, oh, hey. Oh, and no. yeah, there might be some bagels left and you're just like, oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I stopped for a while to pet some animals. Uh, that's what it's oh, like. Yeah. You get it. You feel yeah. me. And you're like, it's oh, just terrible. mind your business. <laughs> just look over here, okay? Oh, get away from me. <laughs> Did you get any any feedback from the real Gary about what he thought about the movie or your portrayal at all? Uh, yes, but uh, Paula, his wife Paula emailed and said that they had loved the movie. And uh, that both she and Gary were thrilled with the performances. And, you know, I, I think we definitely took a few liberties with the story I, just to make it a little more cinematic. But I would say 80% of what happened in the story was based on real life events. So, you know, it wasn't. And I also, I wasn't, I, neither Kimberly nor I were trying to actually become Paula and Gary. We were, we were two actors telling their story. Mm -hmm. the most authentic way possible but i i had never spoken to him i never you know i didn't watch any interviews with him so i don't know what he looks or sounds like but um the funny thing was his his granddaughter caroline who i think is maybe 10 years old reached out to me on instagram bef like right before the movie premiered and she was like i'm so you know i just wanted to say hi i'm gary's granddaughter and this is so exciting for me to see my grandfather on the screen and the story of my grandma and grandpa told in cinema i was like this is it. she was so sweet uh i think that was probably my favorite part of the entire experience was having a chance to chat with gary's granddaughter and then she reached out to me after and said she loved the film and Aww, uh, yeah it was really that. really sweet that's yeah awesome. really sweet yeah that's really cool <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think my favorite two scenes in the movie was, uh, I mean, it was sad, but this, I thought you guys did a great job with the scene when she leaves. I thought that was like, that was very effective. It was like, Thank oh, you. yeah, ring on the feels. And then the ending with the carousel and everything. I, I really, I really enjoyed that. It was pretty nice. That carousel really worked out well. I, I didn't know what they were going to do for a carousel, but that, that is at that farm in Langley where we shot. It just, it lives there. And uh, the way it was lit, everything, it was very, I, I was like, oh man, I hope it's not, you know, you kind of get there and you're like, this can't be the carousel. Is this the carousel? <laughs> but then I got, I was like, oh, this is really nice. Actually, this will play very well. And it looked even better on camera than it did in person. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about Last Bridesmaid. So, sure. So how did this all come about? Like Rachel and Nina had pitched the idea to Hallmark at yes. a certain point and then they're working on it. And then, and did you know Nina previously or was it through this project that you met her? Uh, no, I, so I knew Nina previously. Nina actually, first time she had any awareness of me was there was a screening of Window Wonderland in 2014 in Los Angeles that I didn't go to. Uh, but the director, Michael Scott, had rented a theater and they screened the movie and Nina had accompanied her manager, who I knew, to this movie. She's like, who's that guy? That's Paul Campbell. Oh, I like him. He's funny. I'd like to work with him someday. And then when we started talking on Twitter about a year ago, maybe, just chatting over, uh, just through some mutual friends. I can't remember how it came about. And then when I was filming Godwink, Nina was in town for her movie. Um, and uh, and we met up for a drink and we just started chatting. She said, "Hey, I've got this June Weddings movie that I, I'm working on. I don't know if it's if it has a green light yet, but I kind of wrote it with you in mind. And hopefully, if the movie goes ahead, uh, then you will be part of it. And it it all came true. It all happened. She made it happen. She pushed hard for me to be in it, and and Hallmark said yes. I mean, that must be really exciting to have somebody say, "I wrote this for you." Like this whole thing, I wrote it for you. Like. It, it's, it's pretty, pretty incredible and yeah. I'll say it's it's incredibly flattering and it's one of the first times in my career I think if not the first time in my career that somebody has said that and then also followed through because you know there's yeah. a lot of lip service where people say oh yeah I'd love, I'd love to have you I wrote this thing and then it never <laughs> happens and she was like look I wrote this thing for you and then when it came time to make the movie 
she pushed really hard and she made it happen. It was, it felt really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we've stayed really good friends. We talk, you know, every couple of days, I'm always messaging her about her. She's remodeling her kitchen right now. So we're just uh, <laughs> talking shop. And yeah, you know, talk, yeah, I'm giving her advice on flooring colors to pick out. Um, and we're actually working on a, she has a comedy script that she wrote, a half hour script that she wrote a few years ago mm-hmm. that um, I said I wanted to look at it and just kind of uh, give a few notes on because I don't think she'd shown it to anybody. And uh, I've developed some comedy, I've written some comedy stuff in the past and so she sent me the script and i really liked it and now we're um we're about to go pitch it to some networks where we're working on this nice. so it's a, it's a fun little half hour that's not really hallmark flavor it's more of just a mm-hmm. general half hour comedy but yeah we're working on a project Very a little cool. side project together funny how those things happen oh, yeah awesome I know. I mean, for weeks I was so jealous of Nina's Instagram because it was just like constant hanging out with Paul Campbell and Rachel Box. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's got the best life ever. <laughs> she knows how to get. She knows how to mix it up, man. Nina is a fun. If you ever get a chance to yeah. meet her in person, go have a drink with her because she is a riot. And uh, her husband's great, and her kids get along really well with our son. Yeah, I mean, listen, what's the point of what's the point of having fun friends if you don't hang out with them, you know? Yeah, right. yeah you know? she was our first interview we ever had. You are second. Oh my gosh. No yeah, way. and she's been on the show four times. So you obviously what? have to come on again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she's probably been invited. Let me remind you that I had to invite myself the third time. I know. I'm so ashamed. So, as you should be. This is absurd. Yeah, it's you know? terrible. It's absurd. Uh, I paid so. my dues. I paid my dues. Get me on yeah. the show. I want to be a regular. Okay. Forget me yes, four. I want to be a regular. Five. I want six yeah. times before the end of the month. Two Pauls so, and Rachel. Done. Right there. Yeah. You got to keep keep me on in line, Lisa. Keep make sure that I get you. Fall. Yeah, fall. come on. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so this movie, was it kind of fun to play a filmmaker, a, a videographer, kind of uh, to play that role? You know what I've realized? Cameras are really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was fun. I actually filmed every every scene that I was in with the camera. I was filming from that camera. And in fact, one, definitely one, but maybe, I couldn't tell, maybe two of the shots in the movie are my own shots. Mm, that's fun. That I actually filmed with that camera. It was a that's a thirty thousand dollar camera I was carrying I was around, say, but it weighs. It it's like twenty pounds, and and I would carry it for ten to twelve hours a day. That thing got heavy, mm-hmm. but um, I really liked it. I I would love to, I'd love to be a director. I think I've developed a decent enough eye for framing shots, but there's so much more technical stuff that goes into it that I'm not quite at that place yet where I would feel comfortable directing something. But yeah, it was fun. I, it was definitely a unique role for me. And you also, it's interesting because I am actually filming. So I'm trying to watch that my framing is good and that I'm actually capturing the moments. When I'm in a scene with somebody while I'm holding the camera and I'm trying to talk, you really have to focus because it draws so much of your attention, making sure, you know, if the camera, if the camera's over my shoulder, filming Rachel it's also seeing often what I'm looking at on my camera so if it's like just shooting down at her shoes the camera (laughs) would be like hey dummy get your camera up because it looks like you're just shooting her shoes so I'd actually have to frame the shots perfectly and Mm -hmm. film like a professional while I was trying to uh, get the dialogue out and not sound like a a total moron (laughs) I don't think I could have done it because it'd be like you know when you try and talk to somebody who's also on their cell phone uh, yeah. That's how it would have been. It would have been like, oh, hold on. Uh, uh, uh. That's why I'm not a professional. I, I didn't make so many of those noises, though. Like, I got all those <laughs> uh, uh, noises out of the way real because they were like, hey, Paul, stop making those noises. You're ruining her movie. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. And then uh, once you once you get over that curve, though, you're snooze sailing. And you could, you could do it. Either yeah. you do it. You'd figure it out. So could you relate, though, to Kyle's anxiety about having his work shown early? Like, not wondering, like, not knowing if it's finished, all that. Oh, my gosh. A hundred percent. I would, like, yes. I am such a, 
presentation for me is such a big deal. And because I'm a builder, I'm always, you know, whether I'm building furniture or whatever I'm doing, I hate it when like my wife will take pictures of stuff and post it on social media when it's like halfway through. And I'm like, you can't, it's not, it's not finished. You can't show people the photos yet, you know, or it's like, Oh, he's working on, you know, working on something for you. It's a gift. And it's send a half picture, a half finished picture. And people are like, what is that? Just a pile of sticks. Oh my gosh. No, it's not going to be a pile of sticks. Trust me. And it's, finished. it's giving me anxiety just hearing that. that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, it's, it's giving me anxiety. I'm breaking out. <laughs> yeah. The, all the, um, Kyle's reaction about like giving away his first, his, his first impression. I just connected with that a thousand percent. I was like, I get this guy. He's got a point. You get one chance. Can I just say that watching that, because I've had that done to me, I felt my stomach drop again, just watching that. And your anger, like just your, everything that you had in that moment where you were just so mad, you were also still at work and you just couldn't blow. I, I was, my hands are sweating because I was just like, oh my gosh, I've, I've had people, the very, you know, I started working for a company. I started doing layout work as a graphic designer and I had this book and had everything ready to go except the copy wasn't right. The photos were just placeholders, but I was almost there and a coworker took it and sent it to corporate. And of course they came back with a ton of corrections and I was just beside myself. I just, uh, oh, I was I just, I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, so seeing that moment, I was just like, oh my gosh, that's, terrible i hated that oh, but you, you right nailed it there. yeah you, you, you nailed it yes that one was not too difficult i right away i was like oh i know this moment i know this <laughs> one i know what this guy's feeling right now let me add it <laughs> well how long do you think this wedding video is going to be in the end because they were filming so much stuff so i'm hours? just thinking it's going to be a documentary that they're going to submit to sundance because it is yeah. So like a, Ken Burns, like a Ken Burns wedding documentary, yeah. nine volumes of. Yeah. Imagine I turn it in and it's like eleven minutes. And they're, like, they're like, "Yeah, here's your movie." And it, I cut down. It's pretty tight. It's a tight eleven. Like what? Yeah. You just give it a really like Sundancey title, like American Wedding or Marriage in America, or something like that. Or you call it the Knot. Yeah, the Knot. As if tight Knot. Yeah. And you, you could have a, who would be like a indie kind of person. You could have Tilda Swinton or somebody like that narrating. Oh <laughs> yeah, Huge all the prep work, all the things, going out to the to pick the stuff at the at the venue. Uh, just, I mean, this is very comprehensive. This wedding video. Listen, I, there was a line in there where <laughs> where Kyle says, "Your uncle is going for quite the production." <laughs> uh, he wasn't, there was no hyperbole there. He was not exaggerating. The uncle wanted quite the production. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, I think it was when, oh, you know what it was? This is funny. It was when he goes up, he goes, hey, I'd love to interview you for the movie. He catches her up where the trees are. Uh, and I'd love to interview you for the movie. That scene was written by Nina, that interview scene, this, the subsequent interview scene where it's Kyle and Rachel on the porch, or Kyle and um, Becca, was written by Nina like the previous day because um, the script supervisor was like, we're timing short. We're like five minutes under time on, on the movie overall. We need to like add extra scenes. <laughs> so... <laughs> that scene where he where kyle approaches her and goes she goes you want to interview me and uh and kyle says yes your uncle has asked me to speak to everybody at the party he's going for quite the production <laughs> that was added in because even back is like what what do you mean you want to talk to me uh and then that interview was it was actually really sweet and it was a nice little piece of connective tissue but it was totally on the fly. And, and that's a testament to Nina and just how she works because she gets a note like, hey, we need two or three pages tomorrow of shootable material. And she just she just goes to it. She knows the characters and the story so well that she can just bang it out. Yeah. So I know you said on Instagram the other day that, uh, that you guys, have, you and your wife had eloped for your wedding. Is it sort of funny yeah. to be in this sort of wedding movie? You guys eloped? Yeah, I mean, we definitely didn't do any of the this wedding stuff, like the the, the dress try, the bridesmaids and the cake tastings. We didn't do any of this stuff. What we actually did was I proposed 
the day after my 30th birthday, which was 10 years and two days ago, basically. Uh, and then we got married on the 25th, which was two days ago. Was that? Yeah. 25th of June. So we got married the following day is my time. Is it the 26th today mm-hmm. or 27th? Anyway, so like, it was you very proposed three days later. I proposed in two days later. We got, that's married. amazing. We got married in Vancouver. We had a, we had a witness for each of us. And then my mom crashed the party. Cause she's like, there's no way in hell I'm missing my son's <laughs> wedding, whether it's just an elopement or not. <laughs> so we had an officiant do the service and it was just Lori and I, and then our two witnesses and my mom. Uh, and of course my sister had to drive her. So it was my, my mom, my sister. And then we got a tandem bike and rode around Stanley Park in Vancouver and then we went bar hopping because it's like my witness my best friend he had to work so he went back to work after the ceremony and um, Lori's sister had to drive back to the hospital because she had a, a little preemie in an incubator uh, that she was looking after and my mom went home so we were we had like these wedding outfits and we just went from bar to bar having people give us free champagne and then two years later just shy of two years later we had a big wedding in Palm Springs where we invited all of our friends and we took over a hotel and stuff and we had a really sweet wedding but it was not legal it was just a party really yeah right yeah. it was just an excuse to get together but that's my dream i asked my husband before we got married i said can we just elope go to vegas do a drive through and he was like we're gonna want memories and i was like are we or can we just go and do it that'll be the memory like going to I vegas, memory of vegas. Yeah. Um, yeah i was like i want elvis or a drive through or something and he was like no we have to do it here okay so i had to be yeah, okay but so that was my dream and you lived it and so i appreciate it thank you you are so welcome. And to be honest, I was thinking of you when I did it. Thank you. I, I was thinking, I was like, you know who's going to appreciate this? Down the line. Uh, I just yeah. know. Lisa's Down the line. I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah. And also, I'll say this. the There was something so great about eloping and then not having on the day because we actually did a wedding ceremony at our big wedding party we um like Lori went and bought a beautiful wedding dress and i had my suit and everybody was dressed up and we had bridal parties and everything like that we did that whole thing but proceedings were done by a good friend of ours who did this really kind of silly sweet speech and we exchanged vows but there was no stress about we're actually getting married this big thing you know this big life event had already happened two years prior so we were really just exchanging vows exchanging the sentiment and we were there for the sentiment and not for the big oh my gosh we're taking the plunge which just took all of the stress away from it it was just fun there was no nerves no nothing I think that's I mean, I cried. I cried like a baby, but um, <laughs> I cried well, more than my like, wife. I, same thing. My husband, I think maybe it's a June 22nd thing because my husband cried a lot and I was just like overwhelmed with everything. So I just was like, oh, hey, yep, I do. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. And then you watch the video after and you're like, wow, I look cold. <laughs> yeah. I look terrible. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, at least people knew, okay, this is going to last. Like, we maybe get yeah gift because we know like this we're not gonna be getting a second gift coming up i mean two years that's pretty good yeah, yeah. if you can make it two years you can make it 50 <laughs> yeah Hopefully. hey i think that's you know we've all seen the commercials i think that's the <laughs> two two is the new 50 yeah the first year goes by in a blur though that first year is just so fun just because you're like what i have a husband you're crazy and then all yeah. of a sudden like find yourself 10 years later and you're like oh you, I see you every day. Like, you're yeah. here every it day. never stops. <laughs> oh, that's Why are you still here? <laughs> I'm like, dang, and you still don't pick up socks. Here we are. Okay. Well, oh, man. Here's the 10 that's... more. <laughs> I'm 10 just more kidding. Years. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But, you know, there is, it, yeah, I think if you can make it through the first two, that's yes. a pretty good sign because a lot of people don't even make it that far. Yeah. Sadly. So for Last Bridesmaid, how did they make the like fake movie? How was that all done? Uh, for the military dogs? Yeah. Oh, guess what? It's not a fake movie. That is the real say, that movie. Real. It is real. And I honestly wish that they had said something at the end or even in the beginning. That is... Yeah. Uh, that's... Where did they get that? I know I've forgotten the, the the nonprofit that does that, that reunites the dogs with the servicemen, uh, servicemen and women. Um, 
but that that's real footage from their documentary. So when that guy is seeing that German shepherd, like Rachel and I were crying watching it every time because it is 100% real. That guy who served oh is gosh. seeing this dog for the first time and like all those emotions, that's legit. Yeah, it's incredible. It's it's it, that's all real stuff. So, um, and it really would change your viewing experience if you knew that going in. Yeah, you were watching real footage for yeah, sure. Incredible. Mm -hmm. All those pictures, all the photos. That's all. Those are those are real um, servicemen and their dogs or service Dang. people. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I knew that was a thing that really happened. I just didn't. I guess I didn't realize it was that program was the actual one because I've heard of it before reuniting servicemen and women with their dogs. But that would have been really interesting to know, especially like maybe just a little like info, like, hey, by the way, this movie that you saw is for real, and here you can donate because I would. I'm gonna look it up when we're done. <laughs> yeah, to tag it on to the very end, and yeah. I don't know if there's only one organization that does it or if there are multiples, but that is. That's one of the big ones. I want to say it's not – for some reason, the FEMA is coming to mind, but it's not FEMA. It's um, – uh, anyway, I forget who it is, but uh, – and I should know this. But, yeah, that's all – it's all 100% real. So that – the all of our reactions and everything in, the, in that scene when we're watching the movie um, are just completely genuine. And it didn't matter how many times we watched it, both of us um, just got so moved by it. That's awesome. That is really yeah. cool. That's yeah. Really cool. So was it? Uh, were you comfortable doing the scenes where you were dancing, or are are you uh, uh, not a great dancer? How did how was that? Um, when was I dancing? I did I even dance? I don't think I danced. Didn't you dance with Rachel at the wedding? Mm, no, I'm getting, I never I'm did. Jeremy did. Oh, maybe it's him. Yeah, maybe I didn't have to. I, I listen. I would have been uncomfortable. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Um, fortunately I was just, I got to hold the camera the whole time. Otherwise, yes, I would have been so uncomfortable. I, dancing is like the one thing that I am terrified of doing on camera <laughs> because I'm such a failure. <laughs> I'm so bad at it. It's yeah. like, oh my gosh. Oh, that guy. Oh, he looks so sweet and so nice. And he's so, what is he doing? What happened to that man? What happened to his dignity? Oh I God. am also a terrible dancer. People think I'm just being like false modesty or whatever. No, I'm really, really, really bad. Especially any kind of like set dance. Like, oh, you know, if people are trying to get me to learn like some kind of actual rhythm. Yeah. I can do like, we call it the Deacon Shuffle. <laughs> I can do that. Just like swing back and forth. I cannot <laughs> do any kind of pattern dance. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Let's, we'll be the ones on the benches at the next at the next dance we'll just sit on the bench and just drink our punch because i am okay. not out there dancing all right it's a deal no, i wish i wish i could <laughs> i just do it anyways and i make people uncomfortable they're like stop why <laughs> nah. i'll just keep going yeah see i like your spirit i wish i had that <laughs> self-confidence i just when people are like hey stop i go yeah you know you're right i should just stop that. <laughs> <laughs> you're right i'm sorry <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. I don't think, I'm sorry. I don't think that we have done either of the Teen Beat questions with you. Do you remember? <laughs> I know that's calling us. Like, you just, Lisa, you just listened to the first interview, right? Did we do I the did, Teen Beat And I did not hear the Teen Beat questions, no. Okay. And I don't think we did because both Kimberly and you were on, so we were over. So I don't think we did the Christmas one. So you can pick. Would you rather do the Christmas questions or the regular questions? questions <laughs> you know i'm gonna do the regular ones because because we're like we're we're in june so give me the regular okay, ones. <laughs> okay yeah. good. and okay. then when you're on on the fourth time duh then you can do right. the christmas next week yeah sure all right <laughs> okay here we go first question what is the best ice cream flavor uh best ice cream flavor is uh chocolate chip cookie dough hmm I was yes. just actually inter interviewing Fiona Vroom today. She said the same answer. So what? <laughs> yeah. We I I called her to, to find out what it's going to be. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's your favorite color? Blue. Okay. What music are you into right now? Uh, I've been listening to Frank Ocean nonstop mm -hmm. for about a week, but I just kind of got back into it. So I'd say 
uh, Frank Ocean this week and Khalid. Okay, Khalid and Frank Ocean. Yeah. Oh, I'm super into Khalid in the summer. That's like there you go. Yes, it's perfect. The perfect summer music, isn't it? Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. What is your go-to date night food? Sushi. Okay. Good. What is your go-to date night activity? Getting sushi. <laughs> I was going to say eating sushi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. You like tandem bike riding, I guess. <laughs> no, not so much. <laughs> Dogs or cats? Dogs. Okay. Beaches or mountains? Beaches. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. Would you rather be in a suit or t- suit and tie or sweats? Suit and tie. Ah, very good. Okay. What is your favorite holiday to celebrate? My birthday. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Holiday for one. Okay. And what is your favorite Hallmark movie? And you can pick one of your own. My favorite Hallmark movie. I can pick one of my own. Well, feel like it would be a mistake to pick one of my own yeah i can't pick one of my own without pissing somebody off (laughs) (laughs) um my favorite hallmark movie i'm gonna say a christmas detour with paul green oh that's a good one that's a really good one candace cameron gray yeah queen of hallmark there you go very good Uh, I did that just because uh, Paul's probably angry at me right now and I needed to make up some brownie points. <laughs> <laughs> well, you passed the test. You can keep making oh. more movies. <laughs> Good. You did it. You win. Thank you. What? What do I win? For real? You win. I, Another interview. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel like I had those already sort of in my pocket. But okay. I'll take it. Well, can I ask you really quick since you mentioned Paul, other Paul? When's yeah. the next two Pauls in a pod, two peas in a pod? When's that coming? <clears throat> two Pauls in a podcast? Well, yeah. the problem is Paul Green just likes to up and leave the country to travel yeah. and get engaged and do weird stuff like that. So <laughs> uh, I'm back in Vancouver now. <clears throat> I think he will likely be back here soon enough for When Calls the Heart. I'm assuming, I think they've got another season they're shooting. Am I wrong about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're shooting another one. Yeah, they've got one yeah. more, right? Yeah, no, I think so. they, they they've announced many, yeah, another one. Yeah, yeah, they've announced they seven. Announced yet? So. Yeah, they've announced. No, they it. Waiting. Yeah, oh, they've announced. Yeah. It. Okay, yeah. So if the, so, yeah. I think he's coming. He'll be back up here to shoot that, and then we get him for three or four months. My goal is to see if I can, while we're here, to just nab every Hallmark actor that's in town shooting the movie and just blast off like six or eight of the podcasts. So as soon as he gets his butt to Vancouver, cool. then we can do more. Wait, are you being serious? Because I would love that. I love listening to two creatives or even one creative talk about their process. So if you're one serious. One creative I'm... and Paul Green. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, um, uh, yeah, no, genuinely. Yeah, genuinely. The plan is he's a tough guy to pin down, but uh, yeah. I'm also really good at pinning people down. So uh, I was a big wrestler in high school. So. <laughs> <laughs> to physically <laughs> pin him down. Um, well, but I, yeah, the, the plan is, and you know what? Like in especially, I don't know when they shoot, but especially in September, August, September, there's a lot of Hallmark people in town because that's when they film all their Christmas movies. So right. hopefully, I can get some of the uh, some of the people that Paul knows, some of the people that I know. We can bring on some fun guests onto the show. It's it's not specifically Hallmark, but it feels like feels like that sort of largely the audience that we're catering to mm-hmm. people, the audience that we mm-hmm. found so we might as well make it as hallmark friendly as possible i love it i mean yeah. i know there's been two episodes but i've legit enjoyed both of them i i just love hearing the behind the scenes stuff the little tidbits here and there and of course y'all are funny so uh, oh thank you yeah and it was fun having trish helfer on the last yeah that was really fun too yeah um just because their connection is way way back and you know hearing their history as coming up as models as together. Models, I know. Yeah, I know. That was fun. Yeah, that was the tough room to be in. Two supermodels. <laughs> <laughs> Just staring at you. So Sitting in the middle. <laughs> yeah, what do you bring to the table? And I'm like, oh, I brought the equipment. You're, You're like, like, I'm the funny guy. guy. I'm the funny guy who makes the jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the jokey guy. And they're like, whatever, <laughs> jokey guy. <laughs> Go to the corner. 
That's funny. We'll tell Paul. He hasn't been on our podcast. We've had no luck reaching him. (laughs) He's never been on your podcast? No. We've never even gotten an answer back from anybody. I'll get him on the podcast. He'll do it. Yes. All right. One-upped him. You're like, I've been on three times, so, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, and I'm, I literally, I've like talked, I don't even know what else I would talk about the next time. I'll find stuff. I can just talk forever, but dude, uh, carpentry. Oh yeah. True. We could talk about that. Lots of that. Well, it's about. our job to find stuff to talk about. We, we, we'll oh, be yeah. ready, ready to go. Okay. <laughs> don't worry about I have that. no doubt. <laughs> I have no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, I, I will. I'll talk to Paul when he's in town or I can just shoot him a message and say, Hey, I'll say, Hey, I know some people that want to talk to you. <laughs> We'd love it. It would be awesome. But yeah. we love talking to you and you are always so much fun. And uh, we can't wait to the next time. It's going to be awesome. Me too. You um, don't make me chase you down the next time. Okay. Come find me. I promise I won't. So how can people follow you on social media and all that fun stuff? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am the Paul Campbell on Twitter and uh, Paul Campbell official on Instagram. Great. And we'll have all that in the description section so people can follow Paul. And uh, let us know if you're listening, let us know the, your comments. Uh, let, let us know on Twitter. It'll be really fun. And thanks again, Paul. You're the best. <laughs> Thank you. You're the best. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye. We'd like to thank Paul for coming on the podcast. That was so much fun. And uh, Lisa, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Girl Gone Hallmark. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, and on iTunes and YouTube. And make sure you're following the podcast at Homework's Pod and Homework's Podcast, all of our social media. If you're listening on iTunes, please give us your ratings and reviews. If you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We really, really appreciate that. We also have our patron group, which is so much fun, and give you a chance to submit questions when we're doing interviews at times. We have our uh, we have our watch alongs once a month, lots of fun stuff going on in the patron group. So definitely give that a look. The information will be in the description section. And then we also have our feedback show, which is a lot of fun, uh, where every week we answer your questions and we get ideas, suggestions, all that fun stuff. So send us your feedback to feedback at Hallmark News Podcast, or you can call and leave a message at 801-855-6407. And uh, thanks so much. We really appreciate all you guys do for us. And, uh, and thanks again, Paul. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Hallmarkies for Hallmarkies. For more information about how you can leave your mark on Hallmarkies, visit hallmarkiespodcast.com. Link in the description.